everyone. Um, I got my cousin Fernando on. Fernando? Hello, everyone. I'm back. <laughs> um, I did get feedback. I did get a lot of feedback on the last, the one show we did. We did the show, uh, or episode, or whatever you call these things, um, therapy sessions, <laughs> with you. And it was, um, it was, you know, the common thing was that people liked that you challenged me on my shit, which I guess is good. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so we wanted to do another episode or, or get together again. And we thought that we would stick with the whole, um, Latina thing. That, I love it. Yeah. And so texting today, trying to talk about what we were going to do tonight. Um, I don't know how it came out. It, it was both of us, right? Came up with, or you came up, you said something. I said, oh, let's broaden it up and do it about money. I don't remember what you said. I said, um, you asked me what should it be about. And I said, we should talk about how Hispanic families, what do they do, whether it's a lack of, or do they, how do they set up their kids for college financially, pretty much? Yeah, that's what you said. And then I said, oh, let's make it broader. Let's talk about Latins and money. <laughs> Because <laughs> um, I think there's some funny stories to be told about just, you know, my observation, my observation having, you know, one foot growing up Latina and then, um, you know, being in suburbia, <laughs> um, the difference, you know what I mean? I'm going to get myself in trouble. <laughs> That's the whole point of this whole podcast. To get you <sighs> yeah. I'm gonna ask the questions to because right now you're you're caged in. You you know you gotta be real with your audience. You gotta be you know you gotta tell them the truth. Oh shit, oh, that's not a problem. You how you feel? That look, if you spend <laughs> one like hour with me and um, everything's on my sleeve, I I, share, I have a podcast. I share everything. Okay, so. I'm going to tell you my feelings about money because I actually had to um, I had to go to therapy to deal with my issues about money. <laughs> okay. So, so I'm going to tell you the the hit. I'm even going to go further back because I'm going to say not only am I going to talk about my history, but I'm going to I have some theories um, on it. Um. Because basically all I ever, I still, to this day, it's, um, it's the predominant feeling that I have when it comes to money is fear. <laughs> okay. I, I always have this fundamental fear of scarcity, of, um, of losing everything. Um, well, but tell me, where did that come from? Because oh, wow. you say that you've always had this feeling, so if you vote... If you've always had this feeling about losing or scarcity about money, then I would assume that you've always had money. Uh, no, no, that's a, a an assumption that no it doesn't hit. I think I'll I'll give you my theories, and I don't know if they're theories, and you can you know challenge me. But <laughs> I my I mean my mother lived you know was one of twelve in Honduras, came here. I don't know, married three times, ended up here in the states. When I was born, she was a single mother. She wasn't, I mean, she was a one income um, with three kids. So it was paycheck to paycheck. It was paycheck to pay. And she did a great job. Like, you know, I have 
I now that I'm a mother, I I have to give her all the credit in the world. She worked hard. She always worked hard. Always worked hard. But it was paycheck to paycheck. A flat tire could set us back. I hear you. Um, so, so when you say, you know, she you're saying that she provided. She gave you the the necessity. She gave you shelter, water, food, and you know, clothing on your back. That's what you're yes. saying. She did that well. Yes. Yes. Right. Absolutely, she did. Um, but I also, so I saw that, which was, I mean, I remember my mom had jobs like her, her story is so fucking interesting. My mother's story is so fucking interesting. She's had jobs where she was like, she worked for Dun & Bradstreet, you know, office, uh, you know, things were going really well. And there were times where, you know, the economy was bad and she was a laundry attendant, you know, a, um, laundromat. Mm -hmm. So you know, she busted her ass, but it was hard. And I also remember, I remember her in her notepad writing down the figures. I remember many times, so many times that she had to call friends or family and, and make, you know, borrow money. Um, and I remember, I remember her on the phone, those landlines. You remember, were you old? Are you old enough to remember landlines? <laughs> um, yes. Okay. Come on now. <laughs> In Honduras, they still had a rotary phone. Don't know dial tones. Remember, <laughs> I'm yeah. not the immigrant here. Yeah. Well, I also I remember. You, I don't know if you were, have. I don't know. You know, because honestly, we just met. <laughs> but I remember sometimes coming home and the phone being disconnected because we didn't pay the bill. And yeah. um, you know that embarrassing ass message that we play. What was it? Um, da, da, da. <laughs> The subscriber you have called is no longer in service. <laughs> this phone please, number, yeah. Dial, no, please hang up and dial again. <laughs> yeah. Something like so that. So I think my fear comes from, as a, a little child, just observe, absor- observing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my mom had a lot of fear with money, justifiably so, because, you know, she provided for us. Alone, it was very inconsistent. I don't know what the situation was with my dad, but it was very inconsistent. You know, it was a lot of like, you know, what it felt like. It felt like feast or famine. Like some years I was in private school, and some years I was not. <laughs> wow. Um, we moved a lot, a lot, a lot. Um, you know, it was just a lot of shit. I remember just. And I, I hope I don't embarrass any of my family by telling the story because I've grown from this. Um, but I remember this is where, okay, I, let me, I'm going off track. So I think that that's where the fear came from. And I also even think, I have a theory that if you go back generationally um, to probably what I would assume my mom childhood was like I think it might have been similar to that I mean I can't imagine trying to feed 12 kids I can't fucking imagine <laughs> I don't yeah. even breakfast lunch and dinner like I, I have know. a hard time just taking care of myself Fuck. so I think that maybe there might be I don't know if genetics is the right word to put in here but a psychology like a fundamental fear of scarcity um and I think I kind of see it in other people, in our, you know, like, I don't well, know. Well, the, this is, I think that it has to do with, I don't think it has to do anything with genes. I think it has to do with ignorance and knowledge and applied knowledge. 
Damn, because, you're going to get in trouble on this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll take it. I'll fight the bullet on this one, I guess. Because, for example, well, I think but, that in, in general, in the United States, right? In general, forget being Latin. We, we're not taught how to deal with money. We understand what money is. And we understand the concept of, you know, go to school, get educated, get a job, make money, right? But we're never taught how to efficiently manage that money. So because, you know, you should have a house of, of foundations, you know, like a, like you should have income coming in. You should have money saved up in case of a rainy day and you should have a retirement. And in case something happens to you, like a life insurance, if you have kids, etc. But what I'm trying to get at is that I don't think it has – I think it has – Directly to do with ignorance. I think it's because maybe for generation after generation after generation we've been broke, right? <laughs> and so how how can a how can a broke person teach? A, a, it's like the blind leading the blind. Let's let's think about this for one second. I'm broke. I don't. I've always made less than twenty five thousand dollars a year. For example, I have my daughter, and I never made throughout the, the life the life of her. Like as growing up to be an, an adult. All she knows is $25,000. You know, boom, she goes to college and she makes money, but she doesn't know how to manage that money. We're like really poor NFL players. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, because now rich families, right, affluent communities and affluent families, don't you think that they, some way or another, they know how to manage their money? Because look at lottery winners. A lot of winners, boom, they're, they're millionaires or whatever, you know, they're rich. But they're, sometimes they get themselves even into bigger debt because of the lottery winnings. You know, there's yeah, articles yeah. about that in the whole nine. Yeah. So I think it just has to do with ignorance. We just... It is, but I think that, that leads back to our culture, though, because I'll tell you, I go down to Miami, I got feedback. Do you hear that? Yeah. Um... I mean, I'd go to Miami to visit my mom, and I, I made this observation. I remember telling my friend, I was like, man, you hear a lot of bad credit commercials, like things for bad credit, um, when you go down to Miami, like on the radio, the commercials. You're right. And I don't hear it here where I live. Like, I, you don't see, you know, and I do think that's cultural. I do think, I completely think what you're, your point is valid that it's uh, a lack of an education. I look at it, the, the lack of education. I feel like every generation is doing better and that's the goal. Yes. But, but let's go back to what you said originally. You said you think it's genetics. No, no, no. I said, I don't know if genetics is the right word. I want to say, I think there's a fundamental fear. Um, when you come generation after generation, um, with scarcity and I, I, I'm making assumptions cause I don't know what really it was like, but I would assume, you know, that it was hard to, to, you, you know what I mean? I don't know. I don't think I know what you mean. I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> um, I put myself in Lita. That's my grandmother's shoes mm -hmm. with 12 kids. From what I know, she was a single mom because I don't even know my grandfather's name. Okay? I don't even know if she, they were married. I don't think they were, actually. She had 12 children. 12 that we know of. There's a there's a, a small debate. There might have been 14. Mm -hmm. So I'm just making assumptions here. <laughs> I'm going to assume that 
those 12 children, at times, money was very, 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 very scarce. And so there, there was a fear that was born and kind of, I don't know how far back. I don't know. I'm only going, one, like, what, two generations from me back? And I'm not making an excuse. I do agree with you. I think we have to get educated. I had to get educated. I'm still getting educated. Like, I, like I told you, I had so, I, I wasn't taught. You're, like, I'll use myself as an example. I was not taught, not in school, anywhere, how to balance a checkbook, which I know sounds really stupid. <laughs> but. Thousands of people in the United States. It's a practice. You have to practice at it. And when you don't have, you know, uh, a cushion, you need to know how to do that. Um, so there's that, there's investing, there's the whole thing. Money makes money. Um, yeah, I mean, but again, I, I think every generation is getting better. I feel, um, because the education is available to anyone, the resources out there, you just have to, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I I have to disagree with you on this one because I mean, well, I do agree with the resources out there and that I think you're being, you think you're very positive when you say that every generation is getting better. I have to disagree with that a little bit because I don't think that every generation is getting better. Um, because it's on you, you know, like as a parent and as a guardian, you set the tone, you're the coach, you know, and if you, if you don't know it yourself, and you're not from this generation of Google and, and, and get on a Mac and do this. If you're not from that generation, you're not going to tell your kids to do that. The kids are going to do that because they saw another kid do that. You know what I'm saying? But there's some communities out there that are stuck in this cycle of debt and just yeah. the you're worst right. funny situations that you can ever think of. And they don't know better. They don't know how to get out of these situations. So See, but- I, what I'm saying is, I'm saying all that you're saying is true. I'm just saying that there is a, I don't know if the word psychological is appropriately used here, but there is a, it, there's a cultural reason for it. And I do see a shift. I do think it's improved. I don't know. I guess I shouldn't say I, I don't know what it is now. I don't know. It's probably, you're, you're right. I mean, I can tell that just, again, just observationally coming back into Miami. I'm like, man, there's just the bat. You see this bad credit in, in the jingles and the signs all like in certain neighborhoods it's just like beginning to end so why do you think that's the case i don't know but i think it's perpetuating it i think if you grow up seeing that that's what you think is acceptable i had bad credit um from when i let i now i you know now i'm all good but from when i left my i mean i think my freshman year I ran up debt. I was like, woohoo, I had a card. You know, I, I had absolutely no discipline, no understanding. I was, I, I was, I went paycheck to paycheck. And I mean, I look back at <laughs> sometimes I made really good money. Like I made really good money. And I look back and I was like, and I was still in debt. And I, and, and having nothing to show for it. Mm-hmm. So, um, so do you feel like your kids are going to – you think your kids have that, like, yes, feeling I, of uh, of that fear that you're talking well, that you were mentioning earlier? Do you I, think they have it? Um, you know, I might be a little cavalier with the whole um, every generation is better. I think I, – I probably say that because I think of my own kids when I say that. I think it's better for them. And, I, and um, 
mostly that's because of their father and because of me now, who I am now, and they um, are are learning from that. I do think I don't know. Oh God, I hate to talk about this because I don't want to. I don't know if this is a female thing. I don't know uh, if it's a Spanish thing, but um, I have twins, a boy and a girl. They're going to be fourteen. And um, my son, if you've met my son or you meet my son, you he has such an understanding of money. And when I say understanding, is he has no fear of it. He sees it as, oh, you just want to, you know, accumulate more and saves it and doesn't spend it. You know, he's very, he just has this ridiculously very healthy relationship, healthier than anyone I really know. (laughs) And then he has this twin sister who is now learning. She's, you know, babysitting and stuff like that. And so she's starting to have to use her own money for things. And she's starting, I mean, she didn't understand for a long time, you know, the concept of, okay, we're trying to stay on a budget, you know, like that just was, you know, and that was how she was raised. It's not on her. Um, but it changed after the divorce and it was suddenly like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Um, and she's getting it, but I did see, I do feel like she has fear about money and she probably gets that from me. It's probably something I've passed down to her because I have fear, you know? Of course. Of course. Think about it for a second. You give, you know, every kid is always, you know, our uncle comes around and he, here's a dollar and the kid has a dollar. What does a kid, think about this for a second and people that are listening to this, especially if you're Latin. Every little kid you're giving a little boy, two-year-old, three-year-old, four-year-old a dollar. What does the kid do with that dollar? Right? Does he keep it? Does he want to buy candy with it? Does he try to save it? And you have to think about that for a second. Like where, number one, where does that come from? If you never taught this kid, if you never gave this kid a dollar in his life, right? And all of a sudden, he has a dollar, and look at his reaction. Where did that come from? First of all. Secondly, you got to ask yourself, did I teach him that? Is that something that he sees in need? Does he say, because you know every kid, every time you take him to the supermarket, you always tell him no. No, no, right? For the most part. No, we already <laughs> this have. Is hap- this is what happens in my house. No, 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 no. Oh, my God, just put it in. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I know parents. I know parents that take the time and they don't care. I might be that type of parent where they don't care how old the kid is. Like, they explain it. You know, like, I see myself with Alice, my daughter, like, sitting down with her. I don't care how young she is and saying to her, look, I understand that you want this, but you got to understand from, from a very early age what is a want and what is a need. And where where do we live now in a reality? I don't want my daughter at the same time to f- have fear of money or scarcity, like you said, but understand that things have value and cost things. You know what I'm saying? So, well, I think it's a relationship. I think it's a. I think that this is my opinion now at 42. If you, if this was with everything I've had to learn, because I had to learn what happened to me was. Um, I got married, um, I was successful before I got married, got married, um, got divorced. And when I was divorced, I honestly did not know anything. I didn't know what was in, nothing was in my name, but, (laughs) um, I knew nothing. I signed things. I was very, I was just not smart. Um, and but in 
all honesty, 100% honesty, I gave up everything so happily when I was married to not have to think about um, the bills <laughs> all on my own. You know what I mean? Like, I, I gave that. I, I I put myself in that position, and that's something that I'm trying to teach my kids, my girls specifically. Don't do that. Always, I don't care. Don't do what. Don't do what. Uh, give up your role in um, finances. Always maintain your own checking account. Um, know, you know what's going on in your house as far as money and taxes and how you. But see that again. That's. I wasn't educated enough to have any of those conversations. I was happy to just trust someone else because they, I, I still believe, you, you know, knew much more about that than I did. But I had to learn. When I got divorced, I had to, like, and that's, and I was in therapy. I had to go to therapy. I would have, Fernando, I would, <laughs> I would have panic attacks to look at my checking account, even knowing that I had money in my checking account. But just the process to, look at it, I would, my heart would start to like, I just hate anything related to money. I hate, um, sitting down and, and thinking about it. It's like I go hysterically blind when, <laughs> what do you think helped you overcome that? Because I, I, let me relate to you a little bit there. You know, when I was going through college, I was making, I think it was tw less than $25,000, but I was on my own, you know, paying rent you know, the whole nine. So I was like literally paycheck to paycheck, the same conversation you just said um, about your mother. So I know exactly how you feel. Like I would hate to look at my bank account um, balance because I just knew it was like literally like 50 bucks. Like I would get a paycheck, boom, bills would be paid and then back to like 50 bucks. It was that bad. So I know where you're coming from and I had to get over that. See, I'm still in the process. It's taking, because it, this is again something I, I think, you know, it's just, um, sorry, it's just, um, I'm sorry, I got distracted. What was I saying? What was the, oh, oh how do you get over? I went to, so I got divorced. When I got divorced, um, I realized I had to, um, I'm so sorry, let me shut this off. I had to, ah, give me one second. Remind me to come back in at the divorce part. Um, I had to figure it out. And like the first, like I remember going to the banker and sitting down and going through, like in my divorce, I had to um, identify every penny that came in and out. And I had to do it. And I remember uh, an ex-boyfriend <laughs> sat down with me to do it. And it was like, it was torturous. And then, then it was a good exercise because after we went through this exercise where I, I went through my stuff for like six months, I'm like, A, I was like, you know what? I'm fairly cheap and I spend a lot of money on my children. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, there's an ice cream place, Brewster's, and my boy, the, the boyfriend at the time was like, Brewster, Brewster. Like, we, you know, we were adding in all the money. So the first thing I had to do was learn how to even look at money, just look at it as a thing. And I had to go to therapy. I had to go to therapy. Um, and when I was in therapy, it wasn't easy because it's hard to talk about, you know, this inanimate thing. It's easy to say, sit there and talk about your mom or your dad or your ex-husband, but it's not, it's not easy to talk about, like, 
your, you know, your feelings. And I had to like sit there and say, you know, every time I get up to swipe a card, a, a debit card, even though I know that there is money in the account, there's no, there should be no fear. I still have a fear of the decline. Um, and when it has happened to me, it is the most mortifying, shameful, like I just have physical reaction to money. <laughs> it's not good. But so step one was going to therapy, like dealing with it, just saying that shit out loud to a therapist. I mean, she made me, she, there was moments where she's like, it was, it was so hard to, to talk about it because I felt so stupid, but I had to talk about the fear. I just had, the money had this control over me of fear. I was fearful of it. Even in having it, I couldn't be grateful for having it. I had to be, even though all the data, everything in my life is like, I should be fucking thanking God every single day. And I <laughs> I do, I do. But that's, I wasn't feeling joy and success. And, you know, I, I've always felt fear. Um, and I, I, I also realized that people use that, were able to use that fear against me. And so that really motivates me to like, be responsible. Like I, you know, I, I joke that I'm never getting married again and I really don't think I will because I never want to share that responsibility with anyone ever again. Like I just want to be responsible for myself. <laughs> no, I completely understand. I mean, one of the number one reasons why, um, you know, people that are married get divorced is because of finances, you know, but let me ask you a question. Like everything that you're telling me right now, what happens with the, the, the conversation? Is there a conversation between, uh, you know, to your kids about Oh, money. yeah, we've talked about it. They know, like, and I honestly, I mean, I'm not taking credit for my son's thing, but I think my son is very, he's an observational kid, and he kind of picks and chooses what he wants to <clears throat> emulate and not, and I think he was very astute very early on to be like, you know, mom's batshit crazy when it comes to money. <laughs> like, he's still, he, he's only, he'll be like, I mean, dude, he buys and sells stuff on Craigslist, and like, he, like if he wants something. <laughs> Ooh, sorry about that. Oh no, problem. What was it? You okay? Yeah. <laughs> um, he just has this really healthy relationship. It's like if he wants, if he needs five hundred dollars for something, he just doesn't worry about it. He figures out something, a way to get it. And never asked him. Like, what are you, like, have you ever asked your son, son, define money? Um, yeah, we've had many, many conversations. I don't know what he would say, like, exactly like that. But uh, we've talked about it because, like, I, okay, this is getting, like, really deep into the forest. But I also have a philosophical view on money. It's not only just, you know, educating yourself, not being scared, being grateful for what you have. I I do think another aspect of it is um, being generous mm -hmm. um, or even when I didn't have money, I always helped. Does that make sense? I don't know. What, I don't want to sound like an ass. <laughs> Why are you so afraid about how you sound? Just say it. Um, like I remember my boss, there's a boss of mine, um, like, this is back way, way before I got married and had kids. I don't know what I was making. 
let's say I was making, I don't know what I was making, but I worked in a call center, and so these people, the people that worked under me were making less than me, significantly less, and a lot of them had families. I was always, like, giving my money away, <laughs> um, and I've always felt bad about that, and now at 42, I've kind of realized, I think, in some, like, almost, like, spiritual way, like, because I've been a generous person, I've been very fortunate for what I have. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Um, you but, know, I, I just come on, come on. That, that's kind of weird. Let's let's analyze that for one second. You're very fearful of losing money, right? But when you have money and you know you have money, you're still willing to share your money to those in need. So that's actually a good thing because let's say I wanted. I hate assumptions, by the way. But let's say I wanted to make an assumption prior to this little story you just told me. And you tell me, oh, I have this fear of money. I would say, hmm, she probably doesn't donate to anyone because she just gives a hundred bucks or fifty bucks or five bucks or a dollar. She might feel like, oh my god, like I don't know why did I do that. But look what you just said. So that's awesome. That's awesome that you're able to. I think you're. I think by you giving money to them is therapy for you. I will way. say that me when I give money though, it. Um, I feel, <laughs> I do feel that it's not a tax write off. <laughs> Like it's never, <laughs> like it's always people. Like I don't but, but, but even even wrong, like this year, this like right every day. Wait, no, no, I, I didn't hear you. But like even this year, I actually I just today got um, a text thing for something I gave, and um, I was thinking to myself, there's another like donation I made, but it, it was to to a person. <laughs> so I'm yeah. like, shit, I can't write this off. Like I don't know, I but I kind of feel like it's water. Uh, money now when I say I had had fear I can kind of say it in the past tense I don't feel as fearful about it anymore I think I have a healthy relationship with it today I still some things still trigger me um it's you know it's not but it's something I I definitely feel like I've conquered does that make sense yeah let me ask you a question do you uh... Do you play Monopoly or have you played Monopoly? Yes. I My children and I have played hundreds of games. My kids, my son, they all love it. We should probably play it more often, actually. Yeah, we all. Um, and how are you with Monopoly money? I'm out pretty quickly. <laughs> <laughs> are you generous and you're like, you know what? I'm going to buy no, you a little No, no, that sounds too. It's not, like, I'm not selling myself as someone that's generous. I'm generous and... And slash, I was uneducated. Slash, um, I was fearful. Like you know, it, which was not a great slash, combination. You just want to end the game because you know it takes forever to play it. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. But um, no, it's all you know. It's all good. I think um, no. What I say about each generation is better. Like, don't you think Alice is just going to be better at everything because you're going to impart your shit on her. But you're going to try to do impart as little as as possible, and then learn from your own shit and help her navigate her way into not repeating the shit. This is why I call the program "Shit You Can't Make Up." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, I do agree with you 100. percent Like, I, how can I, after everything that I learned, and after all the battles I've had, and after all the you know mistakes that I've made with money and debt. And the whole nine. How can I not sit down with my daughter 
and her phases of life and 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 just explain it to her i think that that's all it is just education like explain it to your kids so now i want to ask you a question which it kind of bothers me this topic and why is it and that hispanic families whether first generation or second generation i feel like parents are not preparing their kids financially for college what's up with that Honestly, honestly, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think, I think they can't afford to. I don't think it's, it's, I think it's part of the culture and the bad credit thing. We talked about that. But I think the cost of living um, has gotten so much higher. I, I'm not good at these terms, and but you know what I mean? And the dollar, but they still want the same stuff. They still want the iPhone. They still want, you know, um, so they put stuff on credit, and I don't know. I, and they, when you're in debt, you can't save for the future. Okay, so let's tackle that right there. You have a family right now that is just just doesn't make a lot of money, so they use their credit cards a lot because they just don't have money, right? That's, Wait, Fernanda, that's common, I just right? want to point out that you're asking me, which is probably the worst person. I just told you my whole history with money. Like, I know. I but just, I, I think the listeners want to listen to your point of view, and at the same time, I think that once you say your point of view, I think that you should think as like, hmm, what about the other Hispanic women that are around forty years old, or the Hispanic women that I know? How do they deal with it? Because I've let's 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 go back to your what you just said. Okay, so you have a family that doesn't make a lot of money, and they use their credit cards because they just kind of have to use their credit cards, right? They yeah. they kind of have to. So now they're in this debt cycle. Does that mean that they should like? What I'm trying to say is that. There's not even a conversation about college. There's this, the conversation of college to Hispanic uh, parents, to their kids is, you know you're going to college, right? You know you're going to college. Like, you're nobody if you don't go to college. That's the only conversation. There's no conversation or supplemental conversation saying, hey, look, um, I'm broke. I'm in debt. I can't pay for your college, so you need to set up this. Like, I'll give you a personal example. My mother, single mother, again, less than $30,000 a year. When it was time for me to go to college, I couldn't do anything without her. I needed her her uh, tax information. I needed everything. And it was extremely difficult to get that information from her. So it's like, okay, mom, you want me to go to college, but um, financial aid, FAFSA, is asking for my tax information and your tax information until I turn 25. And look how you're treating me. You're being, like, super reluctant to give me your information. So how am I going to go to college? So forget that. What I'm trying to say is... <laughs> yeah, I'm say, I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> yeah, like, like, you know what I'm saying? Forget that. That's taxes, that's lack of information, again, lack of knowledge, or whatever it is. What I'm trying to get at is, okay, to that broke family, why isn't there a conversation? Why isn't there a game plan? Son, daughter, I'm broke, I'm in debt. We need to find out a way how we can pay for your college. Now, number two question. I have... Wait, I got to answer the first one because I'll forget... <laughs> Let me just say it out there so that the listeners can at least think it. The second question is, I've seen, remember, I'm a financial advisor now. I've dealt with, I've sat down with families. I know how much they make. So I've seen Hispanic families that make money. You don't know they make money, but they make money. The reason why you think they're broken is because they're buying, they're buying property in Honduras. So, <laughs> so my question is, okay, you make over $100,000 a year. And you do not have a penny saved for your daughter or your son. Are you kidding me? Like, okay, go. That's what I got to say. I, I don't get that. 
Father figure. <laughs> I'm trying to answer that when I'm like getting shot by ten different cousins. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I look the conversation. I I think you have to be kinder to your parents because it's not a conversation that was had with them. And I think this is how I feel about my mom. She was the same. She expected me to go. But it was never any doubt that if I was going to go, I needed to figure it out. It was on me. And to be honest, to be honest with you, I, to this, with having children, you know, my kids have their 529s. They're, but (laughs) all that being said, I appreciate at least I appreciate a little bit that I that the responsibility is on was on me because I do think as an employer as someone who I've seen generation of kids come out of college who just think oh I deserve thirty thousand dollars and you know two weeks off and I can't staple something because I graduated from XYZ you know three months ago I I do think that it's not, I mean, they, yes, there should be, definitely be a conversation. In, in a magical, ideal world, they would sit you down and say, you know, Fernandito. <laughs> let, let, me, let, me, let me ask you a different question because, okay. remember, the topic is about being Latin. Do you think that the same family that makes the same amount of money, but they're white, they're Caucasian, they're Anglo, they're American, who knows how many generations, do you think they have that conversation? Be honest. Do yes, you think? yes. So why Hispanics don't and Latinos don't have that conversation? Because they why? don't expect they expect you to know that they can't afford it. I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> and the ones that can't afford it aren't managing their money. I don't know. I can't. I don't know the answer to that. That's like too too broad strokes for me. I can't answer that. I can answer for my shit, and I have a lot of shit. Um, and I've seen a lot of shit. I've seen a lot of shit within my own family, and you know. Um, well, let me make a public service announcement because it really bothers me it really does and and i think that as a latin man i think this is something that we should change as a latin community if we want us to grow anybody that's right now listening to this if you are latin or hispanic or not even but especially if you're latin or hispanic please at some point in your life sit down with your kids and tell them the truth about college and tell them how much it costs and have a conversation with them whether you can afford it or not it's not your fault Whatever financial situation you're in is not your fault. But you can't set, you're setting up your child for failure if you don't have a conversation with them about how FAFSA, you know, like you said, you could go to Google and figure this stuff out. But you can't just say to a kid, you know, you better go to college. And then, okay. <laughs> I, say, I, I mean, I'm, I'm pushing back on you. I think you have to look at it with gentler eyes, which is. At least they told you they expected you to go to college. At least we're here. Like we're that's not, weak. No, I don't think that's weak. I think that's weak. No, I I really <laughs> okay. I don't think it's weak. That's weak. Um, <laughs> that's like saying, "Hey, uh, son, you know, uh, I want you to prosper, but I'm not going to tell you how, and I'm not going to tell you how to." You know, Fernanda, like you they don't know words. You're, you're, I, There's no action to that. I, like I don't. I think <laughs> I try to be very um, specific. In other words, I think that I'm. I how old are you? I'm twenty. Oh, by the way, I'm thirty on this Thursday. Okay, happy early birthday! Thank you. Um, 
and I don't want to pull the old lady card, but I am going to pull it because I had a lifetime of looking back with eyes of like, this is what you should have done and da 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 and blah, blah, blah. And it took me therapy. (laughs) It took a lot of therapy to look back and look back with compassion and say, holy shit, she was a single mom. You know, like, I could sit back and look back and, and, and to all, you know, to the, the people listening, you know, I, I hear what you're saying. Yes, we should have that conversation to the past. I'm just, there's nothing we can do about it. And that's why every generation should be doing better. That's where, that's where I go. It's like, I look, I give them props for getting us here. Like I look at my kids and I'm like, you would not be here if it wasn't for my mother. True. Um, so, you know, and then the other part, the cultural part is, and you know, I I talk a lot with my kids, so I'm a big communicator. I didn't grow up that way. Um, and I don't know if that was cultural (laughs) or not. Um, but I do think that that's something that's changing. I feel like, you know, people have more connection with their family and talk and, um, I don't know. I here I am being so pro Latina. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, I don't know. I feel like we probably could have offended many people with this, but I'm not sure. Um, I don't think if if you're listening, you feel offended. I don't even think that you should feel offended because number one, and and this is just me. I'm not representing my cousin and her her show at all this is me my my opinion i'm gonna say what i gotta say and that's my opinion you know and at the end of the day you can like it or you can dislike it and that's okay and and i kind of want you to have a conversation and write in her comments and say i don't agree with fernando at all or i want you to say yeah i do because it's a, it sparks a conversation as long as we're talking about it as well i can first of all secondly it's something that bothers me because Number one, it didn't happen to me, and I I agree with you hundred percent. Like I should have, I should be more empathetic in that in that sense, and I should feel like, you know, should be grateful that I came here and they brought because I could have been in Honduras and stuff like that the whole nine. And I love living in the United States, you know, and I've been to Honduras plenty of times, and I love Honduras, but I like living in the United States. So, <laughs> you know, so hashtag so, don't vote for Donald Trump. Hashtag do not vote for Donald Trump because I'm gonna get. Because it's, you know, money is not an easy conversation to have. In many, in polite society, you don't talk oh, about oh, it. Time out, time out, time out. What? The reason why I think, the reason why it's an uncomfortable thing to talk about is because you've been conditioned that way. Yes. It, I that's the only I reason why you say you can say that sentence. Yeah, right. You've been conditioned that way. So we need to, you know, go to get some head and shoulders and recondition that. <laughs> <laughs> we need right. to recondition our thoughts and talk about it. Please, again, I'm going to say one more time. Just have a conversation with your child. Your child is a 15, 16. Like, I understand, like, my mother. She didn't know about an SAT, or a, you know, the, the standard test that you need to take. Granted, that's fine. That was on me. I go to school. The, my teachers are telling me, okay, 
you should, in high school, you need to prepare for college. So you need to take these standardized tests to, uh, to be accepted. Granted, some parents don't know that exists. But the point that I'm trying to make is that I think parents know that college is expensive. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And if you don't want, I think there's a general consensus where parents want their kids to have a better life, right or wrong, listeners. So how can you set them up for success knowing, put it together, let's put these apples together now. School is very expensive and you don't want them to live in the debt lifestyle that you live in. So don't you think that it would be a good conversation to talk about how let's make sure that when you go to college, you don't have this huge amount of debt because you're going to end up like me, if not worse. Yeah. <laughs> how much is how much you do that had you know you were talking about your uh, employees that just got out of college how much right now how much do you think in general college uh four year college four year college sorry um oh let's say they, they had to get loans for the entire thing how much do you think they owe probably in the six figures i got there you go yeah. <laughs> that's a lot more debt than your own parents and that little land. No, but I think the cost of, it's just, I I don't, okay, I'm not an economist. I'm not, I don't, I, I just spent however long we've been on this podcast explaining how bad I am with money. But I do feel I have a sense of things don't, the cost of college to what people are making, it's like it's, the middle class is, I just don't understand how you can make it sometimes. You know, like, um, but let's demystify it. Like this, this not. It doesn't have to be so complicated. No, it Deep, doesn't. It doesn't. You're right. You know, it's very simple. College is expensive. How are you going to pay for it? That's it. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> All right, love. I think on that note, um, you need to hashtag this one because I don't even know where to start. <laughs> you can think about it. Um, thank you, and. Um, I'd love to have you back on. I don't even know what else we could possibly talk about that is more incendiary than I hated being Latin, plus Latins are bad with money. <laughs> <laughs> That's the title. Latins are bad with money. Latins are bad with money. <laughs> All right. Love you. Talk to you soon. Say bye, hi to your wife. Have fun. Take okay. care. Bye.